yeah, the video's going off. It's not. It's not worth it. It's not worth. It. You just say goodbye to my pretty face, and then just oh remember in your, in your heart, in your hearts, and in your minds. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's still not worth it. Right You're just gonna jerk off while we're talking. I get it. It's cool. I mean, sometimes I like secrecy. Sometimes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. <laughs> Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Jeff is... Who the hell is Jeff? Um, I'm so glad I get to talk about Cox. I'm really happy. Dicks. Yay. Oh, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, unintentionally offensive wrestling podcast. It is episode 371, and as you can hear by my voice, I am somehow back from the dead, at least for this week. But as Jason likes to point out, I'm not always here back-to-back weeks so gonna try to change that not uh, always maybe, just not in the last two months just not in the last two months yeah i mean i've been on more than adam has uh with <laughs> well, me this week, as, you, as you already <laughs> as you already heard with me as always co-host of the rundown jason stewart is here i'm much more comfortable in this non-host seat where i can just inadvertently and indiscriminately shit on everything so glad to have you back troy well, that's uh, that's what we have you on the show for and uh, this show would not be complete without our massive swinging third leg. Jeff Mayhew's here. I'm comfortable in my chair talking to you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to say that I'm rock hard. And we're going to start things off with a little rundown of Crown Jew. So, as Sal likes to call it. Yeah. Uh, emanating from uh, Crown Jewel. If you listen to the the new day, well they they had they had Riyadh up in the screen at one like at the very one beginning time. I heard and that was it and no mention on commentary no nothing full disclosure I did not watch the show so what I know from it is from things people have spoken about and gifts on Twitter so let that be <clears throat> a, a disclaimer I guess. All right then, so. Um, in honor of Crown Jew, uh, continuing the, the the tradition of Saudi Arabia shows having absolutely no fucking consequences, we had something called the World Cup, which will never, ever be referenced again. To determine and the best in the world. To determine the best in the world. First round matches, uh, Seth Rollins wound up beating Bobby Lashley. There goes that push. Um, Yep, there goes that push. I was the only one who chose Bobby Lashley for this one because I'm a moron. Uh, <laughs> Dolph, Dolph Ziggler wound up beating Kurt Angle. And Sal was the only one who picked Dolph Ziggler because I guess the rest of us are idiots. Uh, over on, on the SmackDown side, The Miz beat Jeff Hardy. 
And Rey Mysterio beat Randy Orton, other than Randy Orton beat the living fuck out of Rey Mysterio. So that's, yeah, that set up Seth Rollins versus uh, Durf Zogler and The Miz versus Rey Mysterio to to see who was going to go to the final. And because of the fact that Raw and SmackDown only face each other once a year, it was going to be Raw guy versus SmackDown guy in the finals. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler put on a typical Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler match. But Dolph Ziggler wound up getting the win. Um, in terms of who people thought were going to win it, um, yeah, nobody thought Dolph Ziggler was making it to the final. I will say, though, I, I in reading it, it turns out that uh, Dean Ambrose was, in fact, there. So it was a little strange to me that if they're going to have Ziggler go over, they didn't use Ambrose like a distraction or an interference to sort of further that storyline and sort of give Seth an out for losing. It was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, we did have rest storyline. Yeah, I mean, I, Dean was there because you know Saudi Arabia and his wife was there, so she couldn't be alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then the Miz took on Rey Mysterio. The Miz wound up winning, setting up a final of the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler for best in the world. Yep. As this match started, or before this match started. Uh, Drew McIntyre was thrown out. The Miz and Ziggler got into it on the outside. And then the Miz, I guess, faked an injury? Because this this was odd. Because it was like they were trying to make it seem like Miz really had an injury. And someone needed to step up, up and take his place. But then they didn't reference the injury at all on SmackDown. Well, he was limping on SmackDown. Well, they still didn't. Yeah, a little, little baby yeah. limp. And, yeah, just playing yeah. it up a little bit. I guess. So taking uh, he, had, he did have the great line of I guess I'm two thirds of the winner of the tournament. So yeah, yeah. Um, so who else will was would be able to step up to face Dolph Ziggler? Not Rey Mysterio who made it to the final. Not Jeff Hardy or Randy Orton. Not anyone else from SmackDown. Nope. Shane McMahon took his place. Shane McMahon and Dolph Ziggler wound up putting on the shortest match of the night, at a whopping two minutes. And somehow, Shane McMahon beat a legitimate wrestler and former world champion to become best in the world. Yeah. Um, It sort of harkens you back to the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, where it was won by the Undisputed Era, who weren't actually in the tournament. Um, So (laughs) Shane McMahon flew all that way to uh, Saudi Arabia with no intentions of being in the tournament, uh, and ended up in Saudi Arabia pretty much killing Ziggler with the coast-to-coast. Right. So, apparently this is to set up a Shane McMahon heel turn in the future. Because um, he, a heel McMahon authority figure is something we've definitely never seen before, so that's they're right. breaking new ground here. Yeah, That's not even currently the McMahon heel figure. No. Oh, wait. So, yeah. So, that was the World Cup. To determine um, the best in the world. To determine the best in the world, yep. We had three title matches on the card here. The, um, the SmackDown tag team titles were on the line as the bar defended against the New Day. Um, yeah, this, course, this was just a massacre. I don't think anybody expected the New Day to, lo- to win here. No, no. The, the bar just kind of set themselves up, and it was, it was just because of the fact that they needed to put something else on the show, so... Let's put the two foreign guys against a bunch of black guys and have them win. So that's what happened. 
Uh, every single one of us picked the bar to win, unsurprisingly. Uh, AJ Styles took on Samoa Joe for the 27th time. And for the 27th straight time, Samoa Joe lost. Yeah, this is... these days, I'll get this prediction right. <laughs> yeah, th- this just mutilated any hopes I had for a surprise in this, this evening. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it was a typical Samoa Joe AJ Styles match. You know, they they're obviously good workers. They they have good chemistry with each other. WWE just doesn't want to put the title on Samoa Joe for some reason, probably because yeah. he's well, and he's injury prone too. Well, that's true. But they got in there and chopped it up like they always do and killed it. So yeah. Speaking of injuries, <laughs> the Generation Social Security checks took on the Brothers of Depends, and during the match, Triple H decided to pretend to be Ric Flair and flip over the the turnbuckle. And doing so, tore his pectoral muscle. So, any chance that we were going to get of having Triple H versus Batista at WrestleMania, or Triple H at WrestleMania at all, was thrown out the window because we needed to get that fat Saudi money. Yeah, this is the one yeah. I saw the most gifts of, um, and I'm sort of glad. Like, first off, again, as I say every time, uh, full disclosure, biggest Shawn Michaels mark in history. Uh, almost killed himself, apparently, doing the moonsault out to the floor where apparently Undertaker and Kane, despite their years of experience, decided, we don't need to fucking catch this guy. Um, yeah, he so, knows what he's doing. So, uh, you know, almost died. That would have been, you know, I, I mean, murders don't occur in Saudi Arabia very often, but it almost happened to Shawn Michaels. Um, <laughs> we had, uh, for for whatever reason... I did see the gif where Kane and Shawn Michaels are on the top rope together, and then all of a sudden, Kane's mask just full-on falls off. Like uh, Shawn pulled it off, let's not, be fair. It here. didn't pull it very hard. It was it, the whole thing, hair, mask, the whole deal. And then Kane falls to the fucking mat covering his face like he's, I, I don't even know, but like one of these luchadors who gets his mask pulled off by yeah. accident. Like, we've never fucking seen what <laughs> Kane looks like, because that would be... Then there's fucking another spot where you can see Triple H getting chokeslammed on the table, except, oh, by the way, Undertaker forgot to take anything off the table, so he just chokeslammed his ass right on top of the monitors, which is fucking lovely. Um, Sean, uh, Triple H, to his credit, working this whole thing with a torn peck. God, Um, that guy, he he continues to show how much of a badass he is. Yeah, really. Seriously, we talk about American badass for The Undertaker. There's nobody... Nobody is as bigger badass in this company than Triple H. You're, figure what you're he's talking, yeah, you're talking about a guy who finished a match with a torn quad. You're talking about a guy who's, who's had numerous different injuries, you know, torn packs, torn, you know, things. He wrestled an entire match with uh, flash burns all over his body from dry ice. Yeah. Didn't seem to affect him at all. He was able to do pedigrees and things like that. You could tell, obviously, he was in excruciating pain. But, yeah, just continues to work through everything, even at his age. I think I have a strong suspicion he might be the mystery opponent at the ICW event we're going to talk about later. But in any event, um, I, yeah. I, <laughs> so the ultimate thing here was Sean ended up having to work most of this match, which is probably not what they expected when they signed up for the guy who hadn't wrestled in eight years uh, to carry a 20-minute match essentially by himself. But credit Hunter for getting in there and doing the pedigree. Um, you know, I, I'm not, again... As big a Shawn Michaels fan as I am, I'm probably not going to go back and watch this. I think seeing the clips was enough for me. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I will say, I was gonna. My, my notes are Triple H is just a he's a maniac to, to actually wrestle. I mean, how long did this match go? Almost a half an hour. Almost. Yeah. So like, 
Yeah, he he just which it didn't, did not need to be a half hour. Let's be honest, this did not. It just maybe ten minutes. This would have been fine, but there was just. Uh, I mean, Undertaker and Kane looked looked like to take a huge. At least the Undertaker looked like he took a huge step back from the last time we saw him. Yeah. It, it was it was bad. They looked really old. Um, Shawn Michaels, I don't, I can't get used to the bald head. I just can't get used to it. it it's really bizarre looking to me. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I mean, it didn't look like he, he he could still go. So that's good. That's one. That and Triple H being tough are the two things I guess you could take out of this. Um, I I didn't watch this whole match. I just watched highlights. And uh, I kind of struggled through that. And uh, Triple H apparently had surgery today as we're recording this. Um, Did you see the picture? Yeah, oh. the picture was brutal. Um <laughs> But if it was, in fact, a full tear, and that sort of seems to be what everybody's hinting at, that would pretty much seem to knock him out of the contention for WrestleMania. That whole Batista match pretty much would be off now. Does Batista work someone else? Like, it throws a lot of stuff into flux, because despite the fact that he's, like, 49 years old, a ton of shit in this company was built around Triple H being in the ring, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And you do have to start questioning... You know, is it worth it for him to return from this? You know, well, I he has he, to, Troy, because the company hasn't built yeah. any new stars. So it's true. They have it's to true. for top of the cards and things like WrestleMania. They have to keep going back to guys who were stars years ago because they don't have any current or new stars. That's true. Yeah, I got Hulk true. Hogan. That's true. Yeah. Um, and speaking of their top star, the Universal Championship match for the vacant championship after Roman Reigns. Uh, had to leave because of leukemia featured a squash match where Brock Lesnar took on a local talent and beat him in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. This, so. this was clearly just a full on assassination of Braun Strowman here. Um, five F fives. I mean, they'll sit there and say, Oh, well, we made him look strong. Cause he kicked out a five F five bullshit. He got zero offense in Stro- uh, Lesnar's working on a fight camp to fight Cormier. He didn't want to take any bumps, so they pretty much just went out there and murdered Braun Strowman and fucked them for that. Yeah, fucking goddamn Corbin being involved didn't do anything. That was yeah, that was fucking stupid. Yeah, Corbin hit him with the belt to right up right off the bat, and then yeah, there was a couple F fives and that was it. So, that was so bad. Yeah. Um, but overall, on um, in terms of the, of the show, um, you know, it was exactly what you'd expect it to be, just kind of a nothing show, very, very house show feeling. Um, and um, apparently a lot of the Saudis in attendance there were, were very grateful for Renee Young, um, said that she did, did a great job and it was a huge step forward for women. Of course, everyone that the media talked to were men because the women aren't allowed to talk, so not sure how much you can, you know, put on that. But it happened. She was wearing a turtleneck, but her face was visible, so. And they did they did show promo videos of Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch's match for Survivor Series. You know. From the neck up. Yeah. From the neck up, yep. Because yeah. women don't have bodies. Yeah, well. Slow, progress sometimes happens slowly. Right, right. Nobody got killed. That that's night. that's progress. Yep, that is progress. They did not fly in a team of assassins, dress one up as a decoy for someone, have them disappear into a console, chop them up into little bitty pieces, uh, 
suggest that they had nothing to do with it. They, they had no idea where the person is. Send the decoy to a bathroom to change into other people's clothes. Leave the fiancé sitting outside of... That didn't happen. So, progress. Progress. Yeah. Not the British wrestling company, but... <laughs> but progress, nonetheless. Yes. By the way, I know everybody's clamoring. Uh, I, th- I think Sal and, and myself tied... For the predictions on that, I know everybody's yes. clamoring to hear that. I, it's that's been true. deleted, but I'm pretty sure I won. So I don't, I don't think that's the case. I, I 100% think that's what happened. I think you misread it. So uh, well, so we, well, we no, we're, we're, done, we're done with that. We need to move on. We know who finished oh, that's, last. That's, yeah, it was Adam. They, yeah, absolutely. Because Adam <laughs> picked Brandy Rhodes for everything. So um, yeah, we're good. All right, uh, moving right along to a little something. By the way, like can to... I just say, like, when we're sitting here, the, for those who listened, spoiler alert little breaking down that fourth wall here uh when we did those evolution picks and i gave you adam's picks those weren't really adam's picks i was sort of making up the most ridiculous thing i could think of if i were doing adam's picks for crown jew i probably would have said the winner of the world cup would be shane mcmahon so you know (laughs) i'm gonna take that as them listening to our show and just stealing our shit yeah yeah. Oh, you think you think that we're, our shit's predictable? Well, we're gonna have a, a guy win a tournament who didn't even start in it. It's almost like Vince is actively trying to put his company out of business. It seems like that sometimes. Speaking of, here are ten reasons why he might be trying to put the company out of business. In a little segment we like to call the Perfect Ten. A ten. A ten. A fucking ten. So, who needs momentum or storytelling? when you can just put tag titles on a tag team. That's right, because on Raw, even though they haven't been seen in like a week or two, even though they haven't done anything to make them seem like a credible threat for the champions, for the championship, AOP wound up winning the tag team championship titles off of Seth Rollins, period. Because apparently Seth Rollins was the only tag team champion and they just did it by beating the shit out of him. And then after the match was when Dean Ambrose came out and stopped the shit out of him. Not during. So, AOP, you're tag team champions. Yeah, Go. well, I mean, they were on last week losing to Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, who I'm guessing will probably be the first contenders now. Um, God. They do bear a striking resemblance to that Authors of Pain team that we had down in NXT. I wonder what ever happened to those guys. Um, but yeah, AOP, I, I do like the Drake Maverick pairing. I think there, there is a lot there. I just, I have no issues with them being the tag team champions, though I think the revival should have been the choice here. Uh, but it's perfectly fine. Like you said, the only problem is there was no build. There was nothing to sort of heat these guys up before you put the titles on them. It was just like, oh, yeah, we still got those tag team titles. Fuck it, just put them. But we've established in the past many times that Vince hates tag team wrestling anyway and doesn't really give a shit about those titles. Yeah, I mean, I said I fell into that same trap of thinking they would inject some sort of real story into the Rollins Ambrose with them being tag team title holders. But, you know, uh, instead we got this. And, uh, I mean, it was the bare minimum that you could really do. But, um the only thing I could see coming out of this is that a new team who hasn't held the belts before holds the belts. So that's cool. You can have some kind of, I guess, fresh matchups, even though I feel like AOP has faced all the tag teams in Raw. And, well, well, uh, well, here's the problem. Who are all those tag teams on Raw? That's what I'm saying. Because like Drew McIntyre and Ziggler are clearly not a team anymore. 
So you're basically looking at the Ascension, Gable and Jordan, the Revival, and the Lucha House Party. Now, which one of those teams is credibly beating AOP? You you forgot a couple. Oh. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino are still a team. No, that's not a thing anymore. They're on Raw. Nope, not a thing. Uh, Once he gets back, uh, Brizongo is the team. Not a thing, no. Although one of them is injured. Um, Yeah, that might be it then. But, yeah. I was thinking of the club. I I was thinking of the club, but I forgot they're over on SmackDown now because you never see them either. Right. Um, But, again, okay, so let's even include those. Who's a credible contender for AOP? The B team. Mm. Former champions. They'll they'll build some sort of bullshit contender. That's what that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll just like have you throw Drake Maverick in there, and maybe they can fight Boss Hugs and Pussy Farts. There you go. There you go. Yeah. No, it'll. Uh, they're too busy. Too busy yeah. fighting uh, somebody else. Yeah. No, it'll most likely be Goldust and Elias. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. But yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, the, the whole Ambrose thing afterward attacking him. It's fine. It's probably better if you did it during the match, um, but no. But then you couldn't uh, put the tag titles on AOP. It would have been a disqualification. Uh, you know, you just have them get involved, but the ref doesn't see it. You know, that whole thing. That's never that happened. Shtick. Never. That's that's true. You could do it here, and it would be a first time. Or what you could do, because I, I got a fresh idea. Okay, so here's what you do, right? Check this out. Rollins is in there, and he starts rolling, and it looks like he might actually, against all odds, pull off the win. Then Ambrose's music hits, and Rollins stares at the Titantron because he can't believe that Rollins, that Ambrose's music is playing. And then he turns around and eats it from the Authors of Pain and loses titles. Mm. Boom. I call it the distraction finish. Brand new. <laughs> um, You're welcome, anyway, Vince. I- Ambrose uh, continues to be mysterious and evil and won't tell us why he did it. So he's tickling everybody's clits. Um, but uh, the one thing I can see coming out of this that I would like is uh, AOP versus the bar. Because that could be a real humdinger. Barn burner, you might say. That is coming out of it. Yep, that's the match, <laughs> match for Survivor Series. AOP versus the bar. Yeah. And uh, Baron Corbin is just the fucking worst. The, the only problem is it's going to be AOP versus Sheamus and Big Show because they're going to freebird the shit out of that. Well, the other thing too is typically at around around this time you have like surprise title changes in order to set up heel versus face for Survivor Series. So the fact that the survive that the surprise title change was putting the belts on another heel team was a little odd. Did, um, was yeah. was Charlotte still a heel last year when she faced Alexa? I want to say no. I feel like I don't she think was. so. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I don't. I, I usually block this period of time out in my life. Yeah. So, do you guys want to know? I wait a second. To, Hold on one second though. How how do you block this out? This is the one time a year that SmackDown and Raw superstars compete in head to head competition. One time I mean, all year. I gotta see it. It's like the fucking Super Bowl, dude. It's also kind of a joke because not only is my wedding anniversary this month, but also my daughter's birthday, too. So, <laughs> so I just blocked that whole this whole month out of my life. 
But okay. what, when else are you going to see Raw and SmackDown people compete in the ring? Never. Once never a happens. year, dude. It never happens. We definitely don't have an event in two months here where a bunch of guys from Raw and SmackDown are going to be thrown into the ring together with an attempt to throw each other over the top rope in order to win a match at WrestleMania. That's definitely not something that happens, okay? We and, definitely I mean, didn't just come off the show where, where they had, had Raw vs. SmackDown in the finals for a meaningless fucking trophy. That definitely never fucking happens. It certainly doesn't happen every week on the Mixed Match Challenge. Certainly not. Certainly not, sir. <clears throat> All right, anyways. Hey, Jeff. Yes. Do you want to... Do you want to know how to make a pussy squirt? You step on her dead dad's glasses. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So Natalia brought her pussy out in a three-on-three match. <laughs> and somehow, somehow, this was booked that this match would turn into a no contest because one of the Riot family members... Stepped on Jim the Anvil Nyhart's glasses. No, Natalia, no, 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 no. She didn't step on him. She broke him in half. Well, whatever. Broke. Well, Natalia Jim stood the there and watched because it was so fucking important to her. So then, just... <coughs> so then, Pussy Fart gets on her knees, which is a position that she's not really normally in, and then just starts squirting tears and spit. So we know the answer to that question. Sorry, TJ. And. Just just leaking fluids all out of her face. And, of course, because, you know, this is, this is a sport, um, and these are, these are matches that matter, the referee's like, look, she can't continue. She's too emotionally distraught because she's a woman. <laughs> so the match is now thrown out, and we proceed to watch Natalia pretend to cry terribly while Sasha Banks and Bailey hug that twat. Yep, that's so, that's what happened. That was that was the last living piece of history that she had for her for her father. That was, that was that it. Jacket the that she wore a couple weeks ago. No, oh, no, and 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 the championship belts that are on on the wall that he won, and and his ring gear, and the photo albums, um, and most likely his ashes, um, and you know probably his body, which I'm sure is involved in the basement too. That's probably there as well, but she's got nothing else. Nothing else that he ever gave her. No, that just was, that glasses. Was, yep, that was his one pair of glasses. And I mean, ah. Jesus Christ, could you beat us over the head anymore when they did an interview where she put the glasses on and they paused it for like five minutes on her just smiling, wearing the glasses like like we didn't know what was going to fucking happen there. It was like the ending of Saved by the Bell where everyone just freeze frames. Right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was it wasn't quite as bad as the Kurt Angle promos where they come there and he's just staring there, staring up blankly, and then somebody goes, Kurt, go! And he just starts talking. Well, that's because he's a robot and he needs to get jump-started again. <laughs> yeah, this so, is... Anyone this else is, have, have anything to say about uh, squirting pussies or we we good to move yeah. on? <laughs> well, the only thing I'll say is I'd be willing to take a guess that Natalia and Charlotte Flair's crying face are pretty much identical. Yeah, that was an ugly crier. That was definitely was. an ugly crying face. We should post that That's on the it. rundown Twitter. Does anybody still have access to that fucking thing? Uh, I think I do. You should definitely post that picture on there. Because I'm not sure. I, I still don't know if that was spit, snot, or jizz. I'm not at all sure. I, I figured she was just competing with Paige. 
Except Paige, while, like Paige had a championship at the time, and Natalia doesn't, so. Mm-hmm. Hashtag women's six, six-person tag team champions. <laughs> We're introducing all these other titles. When are we going to get this women's intercontinental title? I mean, come on. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's fucking move on it. Alright. So apparently if you type in Natalia covered in jizz, you get a chick with a dick. Not sure why that's part of that. Is it Natalia? No, I don't say the not. We do get Paige's cum shot video though. Oh, the last time we talked about Natalia like this, we got angry fucking emails. So. Oh yeah, sorry. That's uh, right. Sorry, I wasn't sorry. here yet. Yeah. Well, guess what? Speaking yeah, of emails, yeah. you want to read the uh, the one we got the other day? Since oh. we do say we'll read them if they send them. <laughs> that means I gotta find it. I'll find it. I got it somewhere. You, you, Otherwise, you... go pleasure yourself. I'll be. Why has it got to, why has it got to be pleasuring myself? All right, so Jeff from Massachusetts, not the Jeff that's on the show, said, Good evening, Jason, Jeff, and Sal. Okay, so I'm not looking for it. Okay, cool. No, I told you I was going to find it. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I'm highly disappointed in all three of you. While discussing the Evolution pay-per-view, more than a few times you mentioned Charlotte on her knees, and no one said anything. You guys missed a perfect layup. I thought for sure someone would have said something. I waited, and nothing. Anyways, just thought I'd call you guys out. On that. Keep up the good work. Love the show. Jeffrey from Massachusetts. Jeffrey, let it's, me... It's uh, called edging, Jeffrey. <laughs> let me let me be the one to say that Charlotte on her knees usually only happens after Bram punches her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> All right. There well, we speak, speaking of twats, uh, Ember Moon had a match. And because she uh, was in NXT for a while, Vince McMahon said, send out the twats. So the Samoan twat team came out and beat the ever-loving piss out of her to cement Nia Jax as a heel and a future champ or contender for Ronda Rousey. Okay. Jeff. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess Ember Moon's relegated to uh, jobbing out to Nia Jax every week now. Because that's a match I don't know how many weeks in a row we've seen it. Or how many recent? I thought they were friends a couple weeks ago, weren't they? That's fucking uh, storytelling, Jeff. That's right. Uh, yeah, I, bitches fun. be crazy, Jeff. You got to remember that. Oh god. Um. Anyway, I guess Nia Jax is the big show woman at this point. She's just switching between heel and face for no reason. Um, because Tamina comes out and is like lays her out with a very shitty Samoan drop, and then Nia Jax, you know, got her testosterone going. He's like, I'm gonna one up you. Start her over and just started fucking throwing some fat elbows into her head. <laughs> I really hope that when you and your girlfriend have sex, you turn or you go turn you over and then just start banging your fucking elbows into her face too. <laughs> Try that next time. I will. I'll fucking get Tamina over here. She's apparently yeah. good at turning people over. There you go. The fucking just half-assed fucking ugly Boston crab. Yeah. Just just pick up your girlfriend, hit a Samoan drop on her, and then just, like, bury your face in her. <laughs> um, but, yeah, of course, I mean, Naya has to be a heel, though, because she's a great big fat person, and fat people are always heels. Um, I mean, there's, there's really only one way Naya could be a successful face at her size, and that's... I, I 
I mean, she'd have to maybe like dance and show some rhythm or something because that's the only time fat people are funny is when they're dancing because it's fat. It's funny to watch them move. And I wish y'all could see Troy doing this dance right now. I wish I could fucking <laughs> figure out how to gift this because this needs to be a thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so. I, I honestly, I, to me, as bad as this shit was, the worst part of it was after they did this big reveal that nobody gave a shit about about Tamina and Nia being in codes. Because then Nia starts jumping up and down like that's not how a fucking heel reacts in this situation. Oh, I know. Oh, uh, awful. Oh God. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't need to see this. Although I do fucking totally heart the Samoan twat team name fully on board with that <laughs> right on then come out All right. the fuck shield body armor except they'd need triple XL <laughs> get out of the <laughs> who would, no, so it's fine so, the, so if Naya was to be the Rikishi who would be her Scotty too hottie and Grandmaster Sexay well, Brian. so, so I I would say that Tamina would definitely be the grandmaster sexy. No, she's alive. Both, no, 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 right now, <laughs> because because that would mean that both of their parents um, had trouble with the law. Jerry Lawler with fucking children, and <laughs> Jimmy Snuka with murdering a bitch. So, what we need is a Scotty to hottie. Now, we don't have another female Samoan, but you know what we do have? Alexa Bliss. Dancing black chick. I guarantee you Naomi can do the worm. Yeah, oh probably. And she's probably so, played yeah. with a few in her day. But um but no, I would I definitely want to see Alexa Bliss doing those dances and you know. She's blonde like Scotty. Yeah. True. I can see that. And white. I feel I feel like there's I mean, see that's your problem though. You're you're putting Samoans in this fact like it's a Samoan faction, but too cool was, was a Samoan and two white guys. That's true. So, so, so I feel so like we, we have got to, Alexa, and then we got to throw like Mickey. Do we throw Mickey in there? Yeah, but the only problem with that is that um, if Alexa Bliss does the worm, there's a good chance she's going to pop one of them implants. So, I'm pretty sure Alexa's had her hair stuck straight up before, like Scotty used to when Buddy Murphy was done with her. Well, I mean, he did win the championship, so yeah. you got to you got to figure. There's probably some jizz on that belt. Oh, that dude's got a fucking <laughs> cannon. You can just tell too. Oh yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Probably looks like after fucking somebody wins an NBA championship, fucking. Oh, no! I I guarantee I guarantee you that dude. Or 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 after the Philadelphia 76ers go to overtime in the playoff game, you know. Yeah, apparently. All right. Well, um, speaking of dicks and asses, uh, is that what we're speaking of? Yeah. Finn Balor brought his dick out, and uh, Bobby Lashley decided to show off his gigantic black ass to the crowd. The fuck. (laughs) <laughs> wait, there, wait, there's more. Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of Finn Balor, so Drew McIntyre turned face by coming out to help him, but then instantly turned back heel by hitting him with the Claymore kick. Why did Drew McIntyre come out to help Finn Balor? Because of that dick? I guess. Why did he then Claymore kick that dick? Because of that dick? Alright, why did Bobby Lashley show his ass to the crowd? Because of, of, of Leo Rush? Because really, Lee Rush is a dick? Yeah. All right. 
No, I guess I, I'm all... sorry. This was the most fucking the Leo Rush Lashley thing was the most painfully fucking horrible thing, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot on this show. But literally, you brought in a phenomenal in-ring performer, a guy who's a legit badass, an MMA fighter with a pretty impressive MMA record, a former Marine, a former world champion, and and the best that the creative team can come up with for Bobby Lashley is bend over in the ring and show the crowd your ass. I refer to my previous statement about Vince McMahon actively trying to put his company out of business. You know what, pal? You get out of there, you show him that sculpted body. And while you're at it, show it that perfectly sculpted glutes. It's fucking bad. That black ass. <laughs> this is neither funny nor effective. You just, did you notice when Renee was like commenting on it, Bobby Lashley started doing the motion? She was like, oh, oh, ew. Like Bounce. And then she realized she was working. Bounce your pecs, chocolate titties. <laughs> My man, Bobby Lashley. Uh, so, guys. Are they fucking? Is that. Is, uh, is, is he just as, like, hype man, or are they fucking? Because when he says My man, I don't know what we're talking about. I assume it's like, you know, it's fun to stay at the YMCA version of things. So. I, mean, I assume he's getting all up in Mickey's ass when. They do the mix match challenge, but and by that I mean Lashley, not Leo Rush. You can swing both ways; it's fine. Oh, I'm sure he's swinging, but oh yeah, probably. Unless he's got that Titus O'Neil cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's like fucking a, a children's crayon. <laughs> uh, do they anyway. make crayons especially for children? You never saw those? Those are like little fat, little big ones. fatter. Yeah. Yeah, the big ones. Okay. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> I promise I'm not making that up. <laughs> well, WWE stock is still at 75 bucks, so. In, in, apparently, where, where, apparently in, my class, in my class, they were for the, the special kids, but way to make fun of the fucking handicap, Jeff. Jesus Christ. What the <laughs> fuck? You say, I got those every No, no, we fucking got it, Jeff, okay? I got it God every damn. kindergarten. You call me special. We spent years putting up with Adam's racism on this show, and now we got to put up with you making fun of the mentally challenged. God damn. i got to represent my people. Speaking of, speaking of mentally challenged people, Sal has a voicemail. <laughs> Guys, it's Sal. Here on the voicemail once again. I had a blast being on the show last week. Don't get used to it. Probably once every few months. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We call that the Troy schedule. I love to come on there and talk about wrestling, joke about wrestling, discuss Crown Jewel. (laughs) But I don't really want to talk about Crown Jewel because it sucked. You said it again? Fucking sucked. (laughs) Why? Why do they refuse to put the title on Braun Strowman? Like at all. Like I I have no faith that that title is actually going to be on Strowman at any point. It might just go straight to McIntyre. And speaking of McIntyre, holy fucking Jesus Christ. Talk about fucking strong booking. This guy made Kurt Angle tap out to the ankle. I seriously doubt there's a long list of people that have beaten Angle with maybe a handful of 20-year career. You going through my Skype? 
And they had a pretty good match. Oh, good, good on the angle. He had a pretty good match on Raw. Uh, but Jesus Christ, Drew McIntyre just looks like a fucking beast right now. I mean, he's gotta be the, the next one whenever they decide to propel him and hopefully separate him from Dolph. Um, I'm not surprised they took the tag titles off of Seth and Ambrose, or should I just say Seth? Uh, I am a little bit surprised it went to the author. No, wait, no, that team is no longer in existence. It went to the AOP, because they're not allowed to call them authors of pain. Um, also, I thought uh, Elias had a really good week. I really liked the promo that he did on Raw. thought it was fucking top-notch. Very, very good. I mean, he's always good, but you know. Uh, other than that, not really much, although I enjoyed the interaction between Becky and Nikki Cross. I thought both did really great on their ends of the mic before the match. I also enjoyed the match. I hope Nikki Cross is up here to stay. Other than that, you guys have a good show. See you. Talk to you next week. Jeez, I could hear his dick growing as he talked about Drew McIntyre. I think that was what was interfering with the signal. Probably. Mm. <clears throat> he just keeps stopping to try to put it in his own mouth. <laughs> or his own ass, whatever. <clears throat> well, he did mention Nikki Cross, so... Uh... Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. So, um, in a surprise call-up, Nikki yeah! Cross... Well, we'll see. Nikki all, Cross, I, all I'm going to tell you is on the website, they refer to her as NXT's Nikki Cross. Right, and that she's not added to the roster page or anything like that. So right now, it appears it might be just a one-off. But Nikki Cross showed up on SmackDown. And um, she showed up, had a few few choice words for Miss Becky Lynch, uh, the man, Becky Lynch. Yeah, and can uh, we just for one second put over how fucking awesome Becky was in that promo too? Oh like, gosh, this is this is before the Nikki got the there. Like now. Becky was fucking burning through your screen. She was fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah, this is exactly the way you need to sell the match between these two. You've got two people who are champions: Nikki Cross and Ronda Rousey. Uh, Becky Not Lynch. Nikki Cross, sorry, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. <clears throat> for Becky Lynch to sit there and be like, "You may have a championship." but you're not a champion. It's a great way to put it across, saying, I'm here week in and week out. I've been tested year after year, month after month. I've been doing this every single day of my life, and I am the champion. I am the man. I am here. That's a perfect way to sell this match, as Ronda Rousey is the hand-picked champion for WWE, only been in the company for a year, and Becky Lynch, someone who's been wrestling for 10 years, and is and is now just you know finally taking what's what's hers. This is how you do it. Yeah, and they're both taking shots at each other's path to where they are, which I think is also great. Yeah. Jeff, what did you think of Becky? <laughs> no, I, I thought her promo was amazing. Obviously, um, I, I would hate to see these two get in a promo battle together because Becky will just. I think at this point she'll shred Ronda. I um, don't know. I thought Ronda held her own on Monday. I'm just saying if they're going back and forth, like if they're actually like, talking to each other. Yeah, I mean, Becky's got more experience, so. Well, yeah, of course. But that's what I'm saying. I hope they don't do that, especially because, you know, Survivor Series is the only time we're going to see the two brands against each other anyway. And head-to-head competition, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. 
I thought she was she's great as always, and she's the man. You know what? I could fix this whole Survivor Series thing. All they need to say is the only time all year you see SmackDown and Raw champions compete. Boom, done, and it's accurate. Yeah, that's true. Or like a battle for brand supremacy or something like that. But is it really though? Because there's I mean, no it's, fucking it's... like. So let's let's take the. I, all right, you know we're gonna talk about it later, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But I have a way to make this shit interesting if they really wanted to do it. But <laughs> let's, 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 we're talking about Nikki Cross now. Go ahead. Uh, oh, okay. me? Are him? Well, well uh, you're uh, hosting, Troy. Come on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Nikki Cross showed up to interrupt Becky Lynch. The two of them had a match. Uh, it was a short match, but it kind of needed to be. And uh, Nikki- Nikki's promo when she came in there was fucking great too, because she gets in there and she's just like, "I'll play with you, Becky. Let's play." Mm-hmm. Like it was fucking fantastic. Like I feel like Nikki is finally like fully comfortable and fully engaged with what this character is. And between her recent run on NXT and this, she's really just fucking nailing it. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, and Becky yeah. and Nikki played, and, and I played with myself. Do it, do it, do it, do it, <laughs> do it, Becky, do it, do it, do it. Uh, and then, then Becky did, and uh, wound up just reversing Nikki Cross into a disarmor and getting the win, but that's not at all what this was about. This was about kind of showcasing Nikki Cross uh, as well as, you know, giving Becky something to do because obviously we we're not really having – you know, these two people show up again on each other's shows or anything like that, so you've got to kind of build it certain ways. Yeah, it wasn't just for the Euro crowd is sort of what I'm wondering, but we'll find out. I mean, what what there was of a Euro crowd, because there was really very few people there. Yeah. Well, you they know, were quite animated. Well, see, this is... I, I, we talked about the business side of things. That, to me, is part of something that... It's not even on our list, but it's something worth mentioning. <clears throat> they never have problems selling out overseas tours. Like, that's one place where they always do spectacular businesses when they go overseas. And SmackDown, I think they said, had something like 4,500 paid in a 15,000-seat arena. <laughs> that's That's, I mean... They had the top section blocked off and half of the lower section blocked off. Like, they had very, very, very few people there. And you could see, if you go back and watch specifically the camera work, they they made they went to great pains to make sure nobody knew that. But Raw apparently wasn't a whole lot better. They had a little bit more people, but not a ton. They still had a lot of sections blocked off. That should be very concerning to this company, because that was one thing you could always say is, hey, when we travel abroad, we do great fucking numbers. Even now, that well is drying up. House show attendance is fucking way down. And on the conference call, they asked Vince about that, and he said they've identified what the problem is and they know how to fix it. Yeah, I do too, Vince. Create a product people give a shit about. Create characters people attach to. That's how you fix the fucking problem. And if you think anything else is your problem, then you're fucking out of touch. I mean, that's pretty Sorry, obvious. I made a rant. No, <clears throat> Jeff? Do we have... Jeff, did you have anything to say about this? Ah, uh, dicks! <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any dicks involved, so I, I wasn't that interested. No, it was fine. It was... I... I've always liked... First of all, I've always liked Sanity. 
I'm a big fan of Eric Young, and I like the gimmick he has, and I like Sanity as a whole. And I, I maybe I'm just I'm forgetting. Is there a reason they've been off TV? Was there an injury? Uh, no, Creative just didn't have anything for him. How? How do you not have anything for a, a fucking crazy group? Because the New Day does pancakes, so. Yep. <sighs> okay. So if if it takes Nikki to get involved to get Sanity more fucking TV time, I'm all for it. And I love Nikki Cross. I thought this was great. Um, Nikki looked v- pretty damn good against Becky. And obviously I knew she wasn't going to win. But she showed a lot of promise if she gets moved up to the main roster. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jason kind of said it. Nikki's got a defined character. Um, she really has kind of come into her own on it and everything like that. So, yeah, it's 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 good to see. I'm interested to see, you know, what, what happens with her in the future. And I think that she was pretty well received. I know, you know, obviously she's she's from overseas, so maybe that was something that you know, helped a little bit, but still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to find some different, uh, it's really hard to find bad wrestling promotions, I find. <laughs> yeah, it's not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> no, it's not. I've been looking uh, for the past two weeks for some fun ones, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. All right, so uh, moving right along, we've got um, some developments on both brands for Survivor Series. Um, so over on Raw, they decided that they were going to fight for who was going to be the captain of the team, uh, as Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle tried or were going to take on each other. Uh, Baron Corbin, of course, bitched out and instead put uh, Drew McIntyre uh, against him instead, and Drew McIntyre won. So that means that uh, Baron Corbin will be the team captain of Team Raw. And well, over to on Sal's point, he didn't just win; he beat him with the ankle lock. That's true. <laughs> um, over on SmackDown, it was announced that that Miz and Dana Bryan would be co-captains, and they would have to choose the team themselves. So on SmackDown, the Miz and Dana Bryan show Shane McMahon and Rey Mysterio. And then the two of them had a disagreement about who the final member was going to be. Uh, Daniel Bryan wanted Jeff Hardy, and The Miz wanted Samoa Joe. So Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe faced off against each other, with Samoa Joe winning. So Samoa Joe actually is booked for an event for once. Um, Over on on Team Raw, of course, uh, when you've got Baron Corbin as your team captain, he's, of course, going to choose Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, and for some reason, Braun Strowman, even though Strowman is not really part of the... Dogs of War that they are and like that, but did not announce the other two members yet. So uh, we're probably going to see that next Monday because that's the go home show to Survivor Series because we don't know how to properly space out pay per view events. <clears throat> um, Raw decided to announce that uh, the the roster for their Team Raw women's match would be to be announced, but Alexa Bliss is team captain, but she's not in the match. Um, whereas over on SmackDown. <clears throat> Our girl, Paige, baby girl, uh, was just like, here's our team. And it is Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and Charlotte. But then, of course, there was a question because Mandy Rose proceeded to come out instead. And Mandy surprisingly cut a decent promo. Um, she kind of ran down the entire uh, the entire team, 
saying that Carmella's dance breaks were as useless and short as her title reign. Um, that Asuka was uh, yesterday's news. That Sonya Deville was a dyke. And that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I still don't quite understand this burn, but she asked Naomi if anyone was still feeling a glow, which is good, but then asked if her husband was feeling the glow. So, I don't... Is she asking her, are you still fucking your husband? Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah, which is like, if Naomi's reaction would then be like, so you're not fucking him? Because you're pretty pissed off about that assertion. So, it's a little strange. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to point out how funny I thought it was that Baron Corbin was running away from Braun Strowman the whole time. And every time they would go to interview him, Braun Strowman would just happen to show up. And then in the last promo, Baron Corbin was literally just like, every time you show up to interview me, he somehow appears. And then, like, he gets in the car to run away, and fucking here comes Braun Strowman trying to run down a car, which is a very funny sight, in my opinion, because he's weirdly fast. His running motion doesn't warrant how fast he is. Yeah. Um, But I thought that was a, a, a funny funny thing maybe nobody else thought that and uh i'm gonna keep that to myself uh i take it back that's fine uh is corbin officially the captain by the way yes he is even though he doesn't wrestle in that oh i guess that was a stipulation that was a stipulation yeah place yep okay all right so does that mean kurt angle is going to be on the team and not a captain not yet oh okay kurt Kurt angle i think is going to have a match on raw (laughs) to see if he could he can get in there yeah yeah, yeah, but as of, as of right now, the official is just Ziggler, McIntyre, and Strowman, and to be announced and to be announced. Okay. Um, I did love the fact that they kept putting over how Kurt Angle led his team to victory last year. It's like, no, he got fucking pedigreed by Triple H, who then stole the win. <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, uh, I'm actually kind of a, a fan of how, what they're doing with the men's SmackDown team, uh, with Daniel Bryan and Miz being co-captains and kind of uh, having the whole <clears throat> Shane McMahon thing injected in there. I think that's pretty interesting, and I'm surprisingly curious to see where it goes. Um, uh, what else we got? Isn't there a tag team one, too? They're gonna yes. Do a, uh, yes. The yes. Usos are yep. the, uh, the... The captains. And again, how are you filling out the Raw tag team team? Yeah, I, oh, right like, now nobody's on the Raw Tag Team team. I was gonna say, is there is there enough tag teams? Um, but yeah, the, the, the SmackDown made a huge mistake with the SmackDown women's team, and um, that's because, as Jason has said many times, Mandy Rose is always the answer, and she wasn't the answer here. They fucked up. Yeah, no, she was the answer. The question was, who's the hottest <clears throat> person in the ring? Yeah. It it would appear as though they're they're going to do something because they haven't because Charlotte's kind of in doubt for if she's going to be on the team or not. So I feel like there's definitely um, something going on there that that they could potentially do. Otherwise, it's just a chance to get Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and kind of a feud together. So I, um, I did feel like Mandy got uh, sort of the biggest challenge she's had so far in terms of being given that much to do in a promo segment. Um, and I thought she did a really nice job. Yeah. 
I, I thought so as well. I thought that she got time to shine. I thought the crowd was behind it, um, which is something good. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see, you know, kind of what happens from there. I mean, let's be honest. She really didn't have to do a good job. <clears throat> I know everybody would have been still happy to see her. But right, she did yeah. do a very good job. She's a, she's a very pretty lady. She is. Yes. That's a very nice way to put that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so like you said, uh, the Usos and the New Day had a match to see who was going to be the, the team captain. Usos wound up winning it. They'll be team captain. But New Day will also be on it. Uh, nobody else was announced to fill out the oh, other three spots. You didn't see the backstage segment? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, the Usos said they have to have Shane McMahon on the team. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So, He's also apparently going to take <clears throat> Charlotte's spot on the women's team. Well, he is the best in the world. So, Shane McMahon? I'll put a little... Uh... Fucking Santino Morella gimmick on. There you go. That sounds good. Uh, we did have a Man, random I'm fucking striking out on jokes. This is fucking bad. It's okay. It's not. It's not okay. <laughs> this is. Okay. I'm getting real red in the face. I'm losing confidence. That's okay. It's. It's okay. It'll. It'll be okay. I'll come back. I don't think okay. I've landed a joke since I started on the show, Jeff, so don't worry mm. about it. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Let's I'm trying to see an Almas and Rey Mysterio had a, match, <clears throat> had a match on Raw. Sorry, too much jizz in my throat. Smackdown. Um, Smackdown, yep, sorry. Again, lots of beer, lots of cold medicine. Um, but again, showing, you know, what, what people can, what, what, what wrestling could actually be on WWE instead of just, here's the big show for the 27,000th time. Yeah, this match was fantastic. Um, this was one of those sort of low-key dream matches, because for years, uh, obviously, CN was a big deal down in Mexico, where Mysterio was sort of a legend. So this was, for Mexican wrestling fans, sort of one of those matches you really did want to see. Uh, and these guys, given a very short period of time with no real build, I thought they tore the fucking house down. Um, and if they're listening in the back and they hear these are the types of responses that get the this is awesome chant. Like, the, your crowd is very clearly telling you this is the shit they want to see. And you're very clearly telling them, fuck off, you want more of Braun Strowman breaking shit. Like no, dude, we don't we don't want to see Kevin Owens thrown in a fucking porta potty, because Vince thinks it's fun, and we don't we don't want to see Bobby Lashley bent over. We want to see great fucking wrestlers having great fucking wrestling matches with stakes. Ah, <clears throat> um, the stakes made this even. I, I just not that it, I mean the match itself was amazing, but the fact that there are stakes behind it was made it even better. Um, Mysterio, because I, I believe. It was uh, the Miz doubted Rey Mysterio, right, as a pick. And he said that he would um, see how Rey Mysterio did in his match tonight against Elvis. So <clears throat> this was an amazing match. Uh, these two have just fantastic chemistry. Mysterio is an ageless wonder, and Elvis is always in ring gold. And uh, just some high-flying, hard-hitting. Uh, it was There's fun spots in the match. Um Rey Mysterio just, I mean, it could be, you know, Almas is selling, but his Hurricane Rana's looked amazing, and uh, I, I can't get enough. I, matches like this should happen weekly. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else you can really, really say than that because yeah, it's, you just have to kind of question after a while, like, you know, what's, what's holding them back from, from just continuing to let guys do shit like this. Let's get what's, what's holding them back from actually embracing the fact that people want to see wrestling, you know? I mean, you look at some of these other shows that they've got, you know, NXT UK, NXT wrestling is, is in the forefront where their main, you know, their main shows were on SmackDown. It seems like it's, it's a, a backseat to everything else that's going on outside of the room. Yeah. So, but yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Fucking hood slam needs to learn how to actually show what the fuck their matches are going to be on the card. (laughs) It's really fucking annoying. Cause that, like, that's your that's your worst fucking like independent promotion ever. Uh, so just just find whatever card has Drugs Bunny on it. That's <laughs> well, I mean this this most recent show that they had had the Stoner Brothers, Scott Rick and Rick Scott Stoner, um, <laughs> oh Drunken <my> Drunken <clears throat> Justice, Bat Manuel and Johnny Drinko Butati. <laughs> uh, they defeated DDS and Jesus Price, representing Kaiju Attack Wrestling, and the Millennium Falcons, Richard Schneeri, that's three H's, and Berkeley Brawler. Uh, Big B defeated Angel of Flight Mike Matthews to retain the best athlete in the East Bat Golden Fanny Packs Championship. Disenchanted, which is Lady K, Funny Bone, Super Beast, and El Chupacabra, defeated the Squad. Kenny K, Hip Hop Harry, Shakira Spears, and D-Rogue. Shotzi Blackheart defeated Joey Ryan. Whoa, whoa, Dokja, which is Coach Joey Nugs and Karate Cal Jack. And Brutal Rob Hands defeated the Caution 2, which is Sheik Khan Abadi, Boone, and Glorious Banana. There was a Wild Card Survivor Series match as Anton Voorhees and Ian in Enhancement where the survivors of the team, oh. also including Wrestling Pro Wrestling Hobo, Fight Club Finland Solomon S., and Handsome Devil Anthony Butabi, defeated the team of Juiced Lee, Serial Man, Super Tiger James C., and Royce Isaacs, while Hidden Gem Matt Carlos defeated Drugs Bunny to win the Golden Geek Championship. Yes! See, that's why you need to put what your actual matches are going to be coming up, so I can actually <laughs> have fun saying things like that. but if you are not a fan of wrestling such as hood slam you're most likely vince mcmahon because you may be a racist Mm. gail kim gail kim publicly accused the mcmahons and the entirety of the the wwe (laughs) higher ups of being racist and breeding a racist culture now she started by throwing out kind of a random tweet um, saying that it was no kind of talking, riffing on the fact that Hulk Hogan was on the show, um, riffing on the fact that the McMahons didn't have a problem putting him out there because they feel the same way. She then clarified a little bit more, saying that it comes from the top, and that yeah, in fact, the McMahons are pretty racist, and they breed a racist culture around it. Now, considering we have, oh, I would say. A WWE Network subscription that would prove they're pretty racist 
this is a pretty easy thing to kind of say open and shut case on it. Not only the treatment of, you know, African-Americans throughout the, the, the history of WWE, including, you know, today, but also just the, the inclusion of a lot of other things, too. I mean, Gail Kim, you know, being being an Asian woman, she obviously felt that, uh, you know, her getting railroaded out of the company was, you know, a bit of racism on their part. Uh, we don't know, obviously, what goes on behind closed doors. We don't know what went on. Um, but... Obviously, Gail Kim seems to have a little bit, um, at, at least it seems that she has some legitimate claims to some of the problems that she's had. Oh, okay. sure. I, I don't necessarily disagree with the message so much as I disagree with the messenger. I've had issues with Gail <clears throat> Kim for a long time, uh, and it stems back from... This is a person who likes to consistently play holier than thou when it comes to how things are done in the wrestling business. When she herself, because she was unhappy with how she was being pushed, decided to, on live TV, just fucking eliminate herself from a battle royal. Because, haha, it's funny that nobody's paying attention. You know who's paying attention, Gail? The fucking crowd who paid money to watch you do your job. And you don't have to be necessarily happy with how they're using you. You fucking have the respect for the people who bought tickets to go out and do your job the right fucking way. So I've I've never been a fan of hers since that moment because I lost pretty much all respect I had for her at that point. And she's a good worker, don't get me wrong. Um, but she's also sitting there. She was... Listen. God, this may be an unpopular take, but Gail Kim... She's retired now, but if you were to put her in today's wrestling business, she's a B-plus worker when there are a lot of A's now. Now, back in the day, there weren't a lot of A workers on the female side of things, so it's sort of like we talk about with Natalia. She got a lot of credit for being a great worker because there weren't a lot of great female workers back then. Now there are. And Gail Kim is not the one to be sitting here fucking throwing stones at people. And when you read shit like what she actually wrote, I look at I live in America, okay? I understand that America is in a lot of ways still a racist culture. So when you as an Asian American woman try to tell me that when you were twenty something years old working in WWE, that was the first time you heard the slur the G slur, you you have no fucking credibility. Gangster? Yeah. Um no, but you, how do you sit there and say that and expect anybody to fucking believe you? Because basically the picture you're trying to paint is that not only are the McMahons racist, but they're the only fucking racist people in the world. The way I look at it is the same way that um, I look at professional sports in a lot of regards. You're bringing a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds together. They're not always all going to mesh. Clearly, I mean... Obviously, recently we've seen a lot more, um, you know, racism in the forefront, um, and including people, maybe your coworkers and things like that, who have maybe said things that you might have looked at them a little sideways at. But that same thing happens in the professional world, too. I mean, you look at it as, I mean, how many people this past year in MLB and NBA and stuff like that have had racist tweets show up and things like that? Yeah, there are people out there like that. You're going to tell me that a company that employs thousands of people doesn't have a couple of racists 
a couple child molesters on their 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 ballot. I mean, one of them was a fucking announcer for their for the longest time. You know, it's just one of those things. So, but on top, but the other side of that is, you know, look at look at the the most recent championship history. I mean, okay, you're racist, but you obviously Vince Man doesn't have a problem making the New Day one of the longest tenured you know, uh, tag team champions out there and, you know, having somebody like the rock, you know, be a, a multi-time champion and never really bringing up his, his, you know, his race or anything like that to the point where I think a lot of people question exactly what he was. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I think it's very easy to throw the racist stone and hit 27 racists down the street. So, yeah. And again, I mean, this is where is this even coming from from her? You know, it's it's like well, and she's consistently taken she's like, oh well, she she hates the WWE. I mean, yeah. she she hates the company. Now, yeah. she didn't hate them so much that she left TNA to take more money to go back. She didn't hate them that much. Right. Like she she had no problem Again, and this is where credibility comes in. She was so bothered by this racism in this company that when they offered her a fuck ton of money, she was like, yeah, cool, I'll go back. Yeah. I, like, you lose... Man, she's just the type of person who wants to make sure that you know how, how great she is all the time. And she shits all over the... I've heard her basically shit on the women that are there now, talking about how they... You know, that's not really a revolution. We started it in TNA, yada, yada, yada. And she's got a valid point there, because TNA did helm women's wrestling for quite a while, and they put her and Awesome Kong and her and Taryn Terrell. They had some really solid... But they main event of the TNA episode, they didn't main event a pay-per-view. Right. Like, they've, well, the WWE women have clearly taken this thing to another level. Well, and it's it's the same kind of thing. It's like, okay, well... You can you can try to claim that oh well you know we we started this revolution yeah you didn't because Shimmer and Shine and Stardom those were the companies that were that were all women workers and putting on all women pay per views long before the knockouts division was a thing so even even her assertion of oh we originated this revolution ah you didn't. All right, because there were other companies out there who were just like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna make them all women. You know, there was companies that were like, we're gonna we're gonna continue to put this out here, and I'm not talking about just naked women of wrestling and stuff like that. I'm talking about legitimate organizations that presented the women as actual wrestlers before, you know, back back when we were still having bra and panty matches and shit like that. There are places out there where you could watch women actually fight. <clears throat> So yeah, so even even her thing of well, the knockouts started the Revo- women's revolution. No, you didn't. All right, you you started at, at a bigger platform, and the WWE, the biggest platform in professional wrestling. Yeah, they were a little bit late to the game, but now yeah, they've taken it even further. Where now we're hearing rumors about a possible WrestleMania being main evented by women. All right, well. <laughs> I was giving Jeff a chance. I've dominated this I, thing. I wasn't sure. I, I just I, I figured there was a good back and forth going there. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, but no, I mean my take on it is, I, I just feel like she's not. She's pointing stuff out that's. I mean, how how have foreign people been booked in the WWE over the years? It's gotten better now, 
It's Ask Nakamura. It or Asuka. All right. Maybe not booked, but their gimmicks. Let's go with their gimmicks. Nakamura is, is booked pretty well. He's a champion. I mean, he's yeah, not... champion is never on TV, but... He's got a he's got a match against Rollins coming up that'll be a really good just match. Just lose to Rey Mysterio. All right, Rey Mysterio is a Mexican as well. So, <laughs> see now, Nakamura is easy, and and what they should be doing is every week we should be getting segments featuring this is a message from the president of the United States of Nak America, and then he should cut his promo. Yeah, yeah, we brought it up a little bit on NXT UK where Danny Birch was kind of talking about the fact that kind of making it seem like he was the one who was putting British wrestling on the map. And it's like, what about the fucking British bulldog dude? So yeah, it's, it's the same kind of thing, you know? Well, I I mean, like I I was going to say, I mean, back in the nineties and the eighties and even the early two thousands, anybody who was foreign was almost, almost exclusively booked as a heel or a bad guy. Um, and then you had, you know, the Italian guy who was Muhammad Hassan, but that's a whole other story. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, Bruno and, San Martino goes even further back than that. I mean, he was booked and yeah. built on being an Italian guy in New York. Yep. But I mean, I mean, I just feel like at this point, it's it's almost like in a, 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 a she might be just looking for attention. I mean, I don't think her comments come as a surprise. I really don't. But. The fact that she, and especially the fact like she's looking for attention, she threw it out there as this huge blanket statement at first, and then she had to clarify her statements. You know, I, it just comes across as her just looking for like, hey guys, I'm uh, remember me, like I'm still here. Um, I was treated poorly, and and we do have it on record that Vince loves chocolate titties. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like I said, it's it's one of those things where. I mean, is is Vince a racist? Probably, but so was our president. So <laughs> you know, so was you know, yeah, Hulk Hogan said some racist things, you know, and yeah, there's probably a good number of people who have said some racist things or have thought racist things, and that's just kind of part of life, you know. But but it, it but the difference is is that Vince apparently isn't racist enough to not employ a ton of different culturally backgrounded people, different races and creeds and things like that, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, he, he employed an openly gay wrestler for, for years until the guy couldn't stay fucking healthy for five seconds. And, and he was treated equally and fired. And, and Weirdly when, from knee injuries. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and with Gail, it really just comes down to she's bitter. She's angry. And she just likes to attack WWE and take shots when she can. The problem is, I just dislike the notion that you're taking shots by calling out people's characters publicly. Like, that's not a, even if it's true, it's not a discussion that she needs to have in a forum where nobody's there to defend themselves. Right. And let me, let me be clear about what I said about her just looking for attention. I actually personally liked Gail Kim back in the day when she was in WWE. Um, I liked her as a wrestler. I obviously didn't care for the thing. Eliminating herself in the Royal Rumble—that was, of course, just ridiculous. Um, but I mean, there's—I mean, you look at it. There's there's other people doing stuff off script that was uncalled for. Uh, but I mean, the fact that she had, feels the need to 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 bring this up now, and uh, you know, when she's 
retired and not in the spotlight is, is just a little bit suspect. Right. Yeah, it's, again, I mean, this is somebody who, you know, we talked about it before where she was, you know, pissy all about the fact that, you know, that, that Stephanie was taking a lot of credit for the women's revolution and stuff like that. It's like, you're just upset because you weren't, you, you're not a part of it, you know? Yeah. So. But it's the same kind of thing. I mean, we have it where, you know, Sal kind of takes shots at Vince McMahon because saying that, oh, he's only going to put the women in WrestleMania one time or whatever that. Well, it's still it's still his decision to put the women in WrestleMania, you know, it, and it's still Vince McMahon who can who can turn around and say, fuck this women's revolution. We're not going to do anything about it. And it's still going on. We had an entire pay-per-view. And you can say I what don't. you will about the booking or like that. But you know what? Like it was booked. It happened. It was a really good event. It was really well received. Uh, to clarify what you said, Troy, it was just on our host thread. Uh, Sal had said um, he thinks if there was a, an article that came out that Ronda Rousey might be booked to be the main event of WrestleMania, and Sal said it'll only be a one, one-time thing. That was what that was in reference Well, there's, there's been actually three different possibilities. I've heard Ronda and Charlotte. I've heard Ronda and uh, Charlotte and Becky, and I've heard Ronda and Charlotte and Becky in a triple threat. So um, it sounds like they're giving multiple options on that front, which makes it sound like it's it's a real possibility. So, right, and Ronda's going to be around for at least another year. She's going to be another year in her contract. So it was to say or she doesn't. Ronda versus Gail Kim. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because she'll come back for that money. Yeah, and it's <laughs> fuck her and, morals when there's money to be made. Yeah, all of those people, all of those people you just threw out there, none of them are Nikki Bella. So, and none of them are Stephanie McMahon. So there you go. That's that's a step in the right direction. Sometimes, as you said, change takes time. So speaking of, let's, oh god, oh, oh wow, thanks. Um, no, I was saying, let's be honest. If uh, you, they might be co-main events at best, let's be honest with you. They're not going to main event WrestleMania this year. Well, I mean, WrestleMania because, always has multiple main events. I would say Ronda was in one of the main events last year. Yeah, uh, but. That said, we didn't. They're not going to close the show, is what I'm saying. I, see, I don't think that's entirely. Po- I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, you take you took Roman Reigns out of the equation. It's entirely possible that anything at this point can close the show. Well, Brock Brock Lesnar's latest title defense will probably be on there somewhere. But um, Troy, you weren't with us last week. Did you have any uh, thoughts regarding Evolution that you wanted to throw out there? Uh, it made me come. Okay. Moving on. No, it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Um, All in all, I thought a lot of the a lot of the matches were really good. I was really, really fucking disappointed in um, the fact that the Tony Storm Io Shirai match lasted less than the entrances for the the uh, uh, Battle Royale. I thought that they definitely could have been given a little bit more time. Um, I was a little annoyed that Rhea Ripley wasn't even fucking on anybody's TV anywhere. Apparently, they just dark matched that. Um, but otherwise, I thought that uh, that it was a good show. Um, I I did enjoy the iconics coming out there and, and just tearing apart all the the uh, older wrestlers and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it, the the show delivered in my opinion. So. All right, well, speaking of things that could deliver, we did have another match announced for Survivor Series. Yeah, 
Shinsuke Nakamura will take on Seth Rollins in a champion versus champions match uh, in the event that will feature we're on SmackDown Superstars going at it for one time only. Uh, first off, allow me to say I'm shocked that an Asian American is being given a high profile spot on a WWE pay-per-view. Um, but that said, I'm actually super fucking pumped for this match. Uh, these are two of the best in-ring workers they have. And if they're given an opportunity to go out there and steal the show, and for Nakamura, this is an opportunity for people to see what he can actually do. This is the first time really since his call-up that he's been given this platform. I guess maybe you can make the case with AJ, but um, sort of like he had with in his debut with Sami Zayn down in NXT, where he could just go out there and have a fucking hell of a wrestling match. And nothing else is the focus. He's, he doesn't have to, you know, do dick shots. He can go out there because Seth Rollins is typically booked to go out there and just steal the show in his match. So Nakamura, for the first time in a while at least, is going to have that opportunity. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, me as well. Um, I think Shinsuke needs this to be a good match, in my opinion, because he hasn't had that great match in a while. Not yeah. necessarily that it's his fault, but he just hasn't looked like, the Shinsuke from even really NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really think this has the potential and should bring out the both and be- best in both competitors. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for it. The only thing I'm, ex- I'm 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 a little like I'm a little scared for is if Ambrose will actually interfere and and kind of ruin the potential this match has because I think this match should just if you're gonna fucking let the crown jewel match go, you gotta let this one go. That's Crown Jew, by the way. Uh, I, I was actually talking about uh, something different. Crown Jew is what I meant. Sorry. There you go. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Uh, so I guess that can bridge us to the main event, uh, unless anyone has a better main event than this. Uh, All right. Why should we care about Survivor Series? I guess it involves Cox. I was going to suggest something with Cox. <clears throat> Why should we care about Survivor Series? Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> All right. All right. Any dates for <laughs> no, I mean, truthfully, like I said, there are some mad. Obviously, let me, let me throw this out here right now. The main event of this show should be Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. It's the match I'm most interested to see. Um, but that being said, I, I sit and look up and down this card, and it, it's a match. It's a card. There's no build. There's no time for a build. So in their defense, sort of building it around Raw versus SmackDown gives it a little bit of build without having to have these people interact, and that sort of works. Um, but like we talked about Nakamura and Rollins, I really want to see that. I'm interested to see the bar in AOP. I'm interested to see, I, I can't wait to see Ronda and uh, and Becky. And I'm curious to see if uh, Brock sort of returns the favors for AJ this year. So as far as those major matches, I am, in, I'm, I am intrigued. I mean, I'm assuming Raw is going to be made to look stronger because that's what they do every year, but... Um, yeah, I, I, on paper, the matches are what may, has me interested in Survivor Series. Yeah, Actually, I'm, go ahead. No, sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm only really excited about this for, um, the progression of the stories. Because there's some interesting stories going forward that will lead to more prominent pay-per-views, such as the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. And I want to see a good progression of them going forward in these matches. Well, that I, shit's not going to happen. We, we don't progress storylines in WWE. Come on. Then I don't care. 
<laughs> if you want to progress storylines, you got to check out Being the Elite and then All In. I mean, I, I really don't care who the premier brand is, nor do I care about who's fighting each other. Do I we, just want to see some good matches. Do you think? Do you think we'll get Ghost Dicks? Uh, well, most likely in the Shinsuke Nakamura match because he is going to slaughter that dick. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I really just hope there's some sort of progression in storyline. That's all I can hope for going this. And, and the matches, I just want good matches. I don't care about what this whole pay-per-view is built around. I just want good matches and storyline progression for once in a pay-per-view. In general, you're most likely going to get that during the actual Survivor Series matches. Obviously, Dan O'Brien and The Miz being co-captains, you'll see some progression there most likely. Hopefully. Uh, you know, over on Raw, you're probably going to have Ron Strowman and Drew McIntyre kind of face off against each other. Maybe Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle, which seems like they're building towards a match between the two of them. So we'll see. It's funny as if you recall back to last year's Survivor Series, Adam absolutely lost his shit at how quick they eliminated Finn Balor in the match. Guess what, Adam? This year he ain't even in the fucking match. Well, maybe. He's True. not gonna be in this fucking match. They like okay, so they we've could got... throw they could put him and him and Bobby Lashley in there. You know, just another fucking rip as a the tag team. team. You you think they're gonna not put Elias in there after they just turned him? I think Finn Balor and Elias will be in the tag team Survivor Series match. <laughs> as a tag team. And you've got Jinder's a former WWE champion. Uh, he he apparently is working through a shoulder injury, so he might not be on the card. Think about it. Like it was a year ago, AJ beat him for the title. Yep. Like on this European tour last year. Yep. It wasn't that like like we think of this as like it was fucking five years ago. He was it was literally a year ago. Yeah. What did he do on We're, Raw this week? Oh yeah, he lost to Apollo Cruz. Right. Yeah. Uh, worst worst downfall, him or Jack Swagger? Him. Gender for sure. I don't know. Gender's still cashing those checks, though. Yeah, I mean, but fall, fall in like you figure Jack Swagger's probably main eventing indie stuff. Gender Mahal mm-hmm. is jobbing to Apollo Cruz, and it wasn't even Apollo Cruz's finisher that he lost to. Jack Swagger is the savage Jake Jack Jake Strong on fucking Lucha Underground. Yep. Jinder Mahal is being seen by more people every single week on TV, and you can dislike the storylines, but I guarantee every wrestler worth the salt would rather get that type of exposure. Yeah, but Jack Swagger, how, what was he a year after he had the title? He was in Jinder Mahal's position. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, I mean, it's hard to compare the two. I mean, I think they're similar in where they are in their progression from since winning the title. Yeah. I, I just if you if I guarantee if you put him under truth serum and ask Jack Swagger if he would trade positions with Jinder Mahal right now, <laughs> he would say so in an absolute second. Yeah, but we could be talking how long has it been since Jack Swagger has been the champ? So Jack Swagger lost his championship in in at Fatal Four Way. A month later lost a rematch. Uh, then two months later, was being accompanied to the ring by Swagger Soaring Eagle, who was Chavo Guerrero. God, that was the best shit. <laughs> so, it was two months after he lost his championship, he was garbage. 
Do you think he calls his be. dick Swagger Soaring Eagle these days? No, he can call it Strong Soaring Eagle now. Have you have you seen his wife? No. I haven't. You should see his wife. <laughs> Alright, looking it up. Pause. Catalina White. White. Or you could just do Catalina White. Oof. That looks like a coked out Carmella. Buddy, hot coked out Carmella. I don't know. I don't know about that. There's some there's some interesting well, I mean, he's fucking believe me, he's not he's no catch. Right. Don't get me wrong, but she she looks like maybe in about five years she'll look like she aged about twenty years. Well, she has shot a couple of kids out of Vege, so I'm sure it's going downhill pretty quickly. I don't know. Jason needs to be the tiebreaker on us. She's no Kevin Owens wife, but she's not bad. That's true. But then again, Jack Swagger is no Kevin Owens. So. Kevin I, of Owens' course. wife. By, <laughs> by Googling Jack Swagger's wife, I came across a picture of Carl Anderson with his hot Asian wife. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to compete against hot Asian wife. Yeah, but Kevin Owens' wife. Wow. Wow. Right? right? Yeah. Holy Toledo. Kevin Owens scored big. Yeah, he, he definitely outkicked his coverage. That's right. Yeah, and he he even chucked yeah. a couple babies in that too. And that was before he had money. So, I mean, he's got a good personality. You can tell. <laughs> he doesn't right. look like he'd be very hung though. I reckon, oh. Yeah, pro- pro- he might have been hung when he was skinny. Like I could Ooh, totally it, see him happen. as a micro penis kind of guy. Well, that's clearly working though. Oh, sure. He managed, he managed to hit 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 the spot with one once or twice. So, yeah. at least we think. Anyways, what's going on in our local areas here? Jeff has graciously decided to read what's going on at Liberty States Wrestling. I, I, I choose this, what I read, by the way. Um, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm reading it. Liberty States Wrestling returns to the John Cena Elementary School on Saturday, November 10th for Fall Fury. The card so far, main event. Liberty State's heavyweight championship, the selfie made man Vern Vicalo defends against un- <laughs> Give me a second. Woo, I wasn't ready for that. Oh I didn't see that one. Is it actually him, by the way, that he's wrestling, or is it not? Yes. Okay. It's actually- uh against uh unqueefled Tatsu. <laughs> Liberty State's No Limits Championship, the Punjabi Lion Robo defends oh, I'm against sorry, the fabulous I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's what? the Some Limits Championship. Oh yeah, I forgot to change it. Yeah. It's actually it's actually been renamed the Some Limits Champion. I don't know, you probably haven't heard that story, Jeff, but I actually went to a Liberty State show and they had the No Limits Championship and the match ended in a disqualification. <laughs> that <laughs> prompted us to sort of fuck with Adam, who's the ring announcer over there, and ask them how that's even fucking possible. Yeah. Mm, okay. The Some Limits Championship. <laughs> I like it. Um the Liberty States Tag Championship, the main state posse, defends against the debuting insanely rude. Yeah, okay. Yes. Singles match, Sathorian with Vanity Vixen versus Sathorian. Top Shelf Troy Nelson. <laughs> top Shelf Troy Nelson. Yes. Sathorian? Oh. Yes. oh. Sorry. Sathorian with Vanity Vixen. I like Sathorian. <laughs> Sathorian. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm okay, guys. I promise. I'm not having a stroke. <laughs> Singles match, Brett Domino versus Nico Silva. Also appearing, Chris James, 
I have tickets. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to that. Absolutely. Chris James and many more. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'll read it. But sadly, Jerry Lawler cannot appear as he is not allowed within 500 feet in elementary school. Uh, tickets are just $10, $10 for general admission. Doors open at 630 with a bell time of 7. This is a family-friendly event unless Jerry Lawler shows up. Then hide your kids because he's raping everybody around there. Alright. Sunday, November 18th, ICW returns to the Lapica Lounge. Make it as ICW return at Violence is the Answer, the Necro Butcher. Necro will be the special guest rep for Oren Veet vs. Dale Patrick. We'll also have this very special Q&A meet and greet for Necro fans. Um, okay, that's a, that's a weird way to put that. For Necro fans, like they're necrophiliacs? <laughs> the choose the death. That's gotta be what he calls them. That's right. The Choose Death VIP package includes pizza and beers with the Necro Butcher. All ticket holders will get one beer and one slice, one piece of pizza, plus photos and autographs with Necro, and a one-hour Q&A where you can chat up one of the greatest dudes in Deathmatch history. This is limited to 25 tickets. All VIP ticket holders get three bonus matches from 3 p.m. to 3.30. Pre-order the ICW Choose Death One Night Only Limited T-shirt for November. There will be two huge, ultra-insane death matches headlining this night of bloodshed, weapons, and title defenses. Every match will have a stipulation. Get your holiday hardcore fix with ICW. The main event okay. features a death match stipulation to be announced, as the ICW alternative title match will be between the Insane 8 winner and the LOA winner. The Dark Prophet Oren Veet takes on pro wrestling's jackass Dale Patrick. A first time ever in ICW, the Frozen Tundra match, a number one contenders match for the alternative title, as the plague bringer Marcus Crane takes on Dysfunction. Frozen Tundra match has pits of dry ice in the corners. Ask Triple H, it's a fun time. The winner challenges the ICW alternative champion in December at ICW Insane Xmas Party. In a first blood match, one year in the making, the Fable 1 Aesop Mitchell takes on Derek St. Holmes Esquire. The SWB world title will be on the line in a casket matches. Joey Jet Avalon defends against GQ Giannis. The SWB Midwest title will be on the line. There's no stipulation to this. You just said before that every match is a stipulation. <laughs> Adam Grace takes on the Marman, Mario Cravello, Stacy Shadows, and the Mystery Talent. Let's make up a stipulation. All right. <laughs> Let's see. That's a it's a four person match. So we're gonna have to go with loser loses. A limb. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like ICW. Fans bring the weapons match as Psycho Chase McCoy takes on Kato. Make sure to walk in the door with a fully loaded handgun and hand it to Kato. The ICW (laughs) tag team title will be on a line in a war gauntlet match as the Foley Brothers takes on Shoots and Wanderers with Val Malone, Bear Kingdom, and the Caribbean Connection and Just Saying. Was that uh, Primo and Epico or... Probably. Maybe. A random battle royale will take place as 15 15 ICW wrestlers do battle for a future title shot for everything but the world title. Featuring Resort Life, Hot Topic, Tyler Baggins, Tyler Sullivan, plus numerous surprise entrants. The VIP bonus matches will take place. A four-way elimination match between Sierra, Swagman, Jared Jacks, Doc Simmons, and Riley Jackson. Zach McGuire takes on Jack Blackwell with Miss Hatred, and Kyle Pro takes on JDX. Uh, those last two matches don't have stipulations. 
I noticed that as well. But those are the those are the VIP bonus matches. So that's the last match has a stipulation. It doesn't say think? every match except the VIP bonus matches doesn't have a stipulation. Well, there you go. Um, the last yes, match I as a stipulation. I I read that two weeks ago. It's, it's, I'm not reading it again. <laughs> two weeks that ago. two weeks ago when I was on the show. Oh, okay. Jason inserted dildo in a pole match into one of the titles. And oh, I, I just went... For two weeks in a row. Oh, maybe you did. One of us did. First one to sit on a dildo wins. <laughs> <laughs> you have to retrieve it with your teeth from the pole. <laughs> oh, God. I like that in your world, the winner gets a dildo shoved in their ass. Yeah, of course. <laughs> How would you... Uh, you consider that losing? The only way it would be a loss if it was Titus O'Neil Dillo. That's the only way you would lose. <clears throat> well, then you would just go with one of those retarded kid crayons you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's about the same size and consistency. <laughs> that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, November 8th. It has been 59 days since Adam contributed anything to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email us show via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail like, as you Google Translate called him, Al, did. 617-863-6967 at 61rundown7. Head on over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. Become a patron to hear. Well, right now, it's just been uh, a spot of NXT, which is a weekly show about the NXT UK the most recent episode that that, uh, that I did had Jeff Mayhew as a guest on it. As well as Tucker. As well as Tucker. And we reviewed the third and fourth episode of NXT UK as they started to do two shows every Wednesday. Is it Tucker Bollocks? No, no just just Tucker. Just Tucker. Huh. That's his name. Yep. Listen to our friends at Kingpin Brian Malonis on Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com slash the WPN or the WPAN.com. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on the show Yes and Waltz on Tough TV. Go to toughtv.com to stream it live. Stay tuned to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear promises that we will bring back our other shows that we see revisited, the Rundown Sit-Down, the Nitromania Podcast, Glow Stick, and WrestleMania Salvation. Follow our host on Definitely Twitter. Definitely will at... not hear the Nitromania Podcast on a Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. Um, follow our host on Twitter at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy, at saltymaniaballs, at Allergic to Wednesdays, at Cancel the Rundown Show, at Johnny Analog, at Joker's Wild 702, at Hurry Up Cruisers, and at Suck My Retarded Crayon Todd Sopel. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening, if you're still listening at this point. <laughs> Thanks to my co-hosts, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And Jason. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks again to Jason for our theme song. Next week, we bring you Survivor Series predictions. This is why we need Troy here every week to just fucking egg us on to be ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, I do what I can. That's too bad. We're not going to see him for three more weeks. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure I'll come down with some other debilitating virus by next week. So. <laughs> Hopefully you don't hit AIDS on the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Let's spin the wheel of infirmary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got gentle (laughs) works.
Sucks. Can you freeze those things off? Or? Uh, I think so. Hmm. Maybe you could just take a knife to them. Maybe I'll just go to the ICW show uh, and that'll be a stipulation. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your picks my scabs? <laughs> You'd always put a wig on a necro butcher would beat you. That's true. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you hit one. <laughs> yes. Up back. They're not all fucking swings and misses. <laughs> that's a week, that's what we call in the business called a slump breaker. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and run this train right off the tracks, and we will see you next week. Are you stealing my shit now, dude? You've been back one no. week. This is where I tell them we will see you next Thursday. Bye. Nothing, Jeff. Jeff nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> The gimmick is you say, hey, hey, Jeff, Jeff, say something. Oh, like, I was waiting for that. Yeah, say something stupid. <clears throat> um, I mean, I could say a whole lot of things from this episode, like uh, retarded crayon dicks. Uh, apparently, Todd Silva has one. Apparently, uh, um, <laughs> apparently uh, uh, Titus O'Neil has one. Um, I'd suck both of them, so let's move on. Bye-bye. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created by Adam Salzer before selling it to Jason Stewart and Troy Bosom for a hot dog and a handy. This episode was edited before a live studio audience and was hosted by a convention of convicted sex offenders. We are a member of the Questionable Network, which continues to have a website until Andy forgets to pay for the domain. Go to questionnetwork.com to see what podcasts are not being updated monthly anymore. And tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>